This is London. I spent today in the House of Commons. The debate was opened by Herbert Morrison, one of the ablest members of the Labour Party. He doubted that the government was taking the war seriously. As long as this government remained in power, there was risk of losing the war. Then, almost casually, Mr. Morrison said that the Labour Party had decided to divide the House. In other words, call for a vote. Mr. Chamberlain, white with anger, intervened in the debate and accepted the challenge. In fact, he welcomed it. He fairly spat the words at jeering Labour members on the opposite side of the House. The Prime Minister felt that the demand for a vote had made a serious situation worse. He asserted that now we shall know who is for us and who against us. He said that he had friends in the House, and he appealed to them to support him. Next came Sir Samuel Hoare, the Air Minister, with his defense of the Norwegian campaign. He was unconvincing. More than half of the House went out to tea while he was speaking. When he had finished, Mr. David Lloyd George rose and placed his notes upon the dispatch box. Through the lobbies and in the tea rooms ran the word, LG is up, and members surged into the room through both doors, as though the little square, gray-shouldered, white-haired Welshman were a magnet to draw them back to their seats. Lloyd George began easily in a tense atmosphere. He reoriented and reshaped the entire debate, which previously had dealt with details of the Norwegian campaign. He called for an end of this petty cash accounting. Hitler had placed his country in a stronger strategic position than it ever was in the last war. The government apparently failed to realize the danger. The prime minister has met Hitler in peace and in war and has been beaten every time. Britain's promises to neutrals were now considered worthless. Much more was involved than just the Norwegian campaign. The whole prosecution of the war, victory or defeat, depended on the outcome. He traced the history of Czechoslovakia, Spain, Poland, and Norway, and he whipped off his gold-rimmed spectacles to pour scorn and condemnation upon the government front bench facing him ten feet away. He swept the house with his arm and said, if there is a man here who is satisfied with our production of planes, of guns, of tanks, or the training of troops, let him stand on his feet. No one stood. Mr. Lloyd George reproached the Prime Minister for making a personal issue of the criticism which had been leveled against his government. He ended by saying that the Prime Minister could make his greatest contribution to victory by handing in his seals of office. In other words, resigning. <laughs>